And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimsey hits Davin Fee. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colin Coyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. gentlemen and welcome to another edition of the We Are Me podcast. I'm delighted this week to be joined by Kieran Flynn, the PRO of the Mead County Board and uh, Brian Kelly, the Secretary of the Mead Minor County Board. Um, and uh, we want to just wish David Rispin a speedy recovery. Obviously after his predictions last week didn't go down too well. He's not feeling too well. Had to take this week off and head to Portugal um, for, for some uh, recuperation and uh, I suppose rest after a terrible week of predictions and uh, I suppose he probably wanted to hide as well did he Kieran? I think yeah he, he could be maybe in hiding maybe I think that's from what I heard from different places in South Mead weren't impressed with his prediction I wouldn't threat threat is a strong word but <laughs> he maybe just feared for his safety yeah um, and maybe I shouldn't have uh, acknowledged the fact that he is in Portugal maybe that was supposed to be a secret um, but and for, for the right price you can send we'll send personal details no problem <laughs> exactly yeah. so for anybody down there in the mine who needs to know exactly where he is I can drop a pin on WhatsApp if you want to send me a message but uh, we'll talk about that prediction later on in the show on this week's show obviously we're going to be talking about the Feria Steel Senior Championship Final that took place in the weekend we'll discuss the LMF and Minor Football Final we'll also be talking about the Mesita Ladies Senior Championship Final a couple of interesting um, points to take out of that especially the predictions from last week uh, <coughs> Brian Kelly and uh, we'll also have a look maybe back at uh, the B-League Division 1 final that took place on Friday night under lights and screen there's oh, an interesting tale to tell on that one there's an interesting <laughs> tale to tell on that one is right yeah Dunmore Ashburn winning it again um, we'll also maybe have a look at some other results from uh, the smaller competitions and uh, look at some res- uh, fixtures that are coming up over the next uh, couple of weekends or next weekend. Um, so I suppose, lads, there's only one place to start um, and that's with the Senior Championship Final, the Ferryhouse Steel Senior Championship Final um, that saw Dunboyne taking on Summerhill. Um, you know, last year's beaten finalists uh, against the favourites for the Senior Championship the last three years running that's Dunboyne and it was Dunboyne who came away with the victory uh, on a scoreline of 111 to 9 points a 5 point victory probably a little bit flattering in the end because up until 5 minutes to go Kieran, there was only a point between the teams and I think from everyone that was there it was kind of kind of a, a stop start game it, it never really maybe took light what we were expecting and it really just needed a major flashpoint moment that was going to change it and that definitely came like in a lot of games with a goal kind of Maybe not so much against the run of play, but kind of uh, it was really hard fought for. And anyone that saw the highlights on our media app will will probably say that it was fortuitous that they got the goal. But St Peter's definitely with the club that pushed probably the hardest, and they probably in the first half maybe uh, were 
or second best, but they definitely like a good horse kind of pill. Picked up the pace and kind of came at the end, and I think St Peter's very much deserved their win. Like, it was yeah. a and like a good horse, and there's plenty of them over in Summerhill. They weren't able to, um, I suppose, drive it home in the end, Brian. And uh, look, this this Dunboyne team is a formidable team. Um, could have won the last three senior championship finals, beaten by Simonstown in quarter final last year and the year beforehand. Had Simon had they got over Simonstown either of those years, I think they would have done and won the senior championship. Oh, I think they were definitely I think the best second best team in the championship for the last couple of years. Very unlucky to have met Simonstown at the quarter final stage because they were they were going very well up till then. They were beaten in a classic in Trim two years ago. How they lost last year's quarter final, I'm sure they're still asking themselves. Yeah, we've talked about that a few times. Yeah, credit to Simonson for a great second half, but Dunbine probably are still figuring out what ha- what the hell happened. Yeah. And then co- came to Sunday, and it was like a nervy occasion for both teams. There's a huge build-up on county final day. The teams come out about half an hour before the match, whereas normally they're out maybe five or ten minutes beforehand. You're hanging around, you've the respect handshake you have to meet the guest of honour there's the ceremonial throw in then you go back and do another bit of a warm up it's a kind of a disjointed kind of a day and it's probably a difficult one for lads to react to and um, it just Summerhill will look back for the first 15 minutes they never score mm-hmm. and not that they're lying <coughs> at a great start they only had a couple of points on the board but it just the first half never really took off like we expected it to Summerhill are great forwards, but they just didn't seem to utilise them. Their only their tactics seemed to be the long ball into Barry Dardis. And while Dardis tried hard, he was well held. Mm-hmm. And when that wasn't working, they just didn't seem to they didn't seem to bring the running game which I thought they would. Well if you if, like you, you, it's very hard to bring a running game against a def- a defence that is so strong in fairness to Dunboyne you know they kept Simonstown to 8 points in the semi-final they kept Summerhill to 9 points in the final you know so uh, although Summerhill have great forwards a big shout out to that back line of you know Early Hughes Caelan uh, sorry of Sean Ryan Shane McEntee Jack Scannell Carl Finn Gavin McCoy and Seamus Lavin you know it's you can't you can't take away from, from the work rate that they do. They're so tenacious as defenders. Oh no, they're they're an excellent backline. Um like Shane McIntyre, Mead senior footballer, Carl Finn was in the was in the panel, Gavin McKay is in the panel now, Seamus Lavin had a fine year last year. Sean Ryan has a Leinster under seventeen special championship in his back pocket. Started this year for the Mead under twenties. Got injured, I think he might have missed the Dublin game if I remember correctly and he was a big loss. Um like there's not many clubs of a backline like that. Yeah. And Keane Flynn looks like a very promising young goalie in behind. Yeah, absolutely. I have to say that's one of the things, you know, uh, uh, about them. Keane Flynn, Kieran in the semi final saving a penalty against Mark McCabe at a point when had that goal gone in for Simonson, it could have been a different out- outcome in that game. I think that uh, that save was pivotal to uh, Dunboyne going on and winning that semi-final. And again, we talked about kind of major moments in the match. That 
that was going to be the nail in the coffin for St. Peter's, but it actually became the kind of the call to arms and it really kind of kicked them on. Yeah. Maybe some of the Simpson Gale heads dropped a tiny bit thinking, like you feel like, oh, it's not going to be our day all of a sudden. And it's only it's only one kick of a ball in a match, but it seems to change the flow so much. And just St. Peter's came flying out of the gate then when they saved that penalty in the semi-final and Simonson maybe retracted a bit into their kind of shell and St. Peter's kind of just got to terms with the game and that's something they've done all years, manage matches like the semi-final against, sorry, the quarter-final against uh, Gail Colum Kill was kind of a strange game up in Dunshockland on the Sunday evening. Kind of like we talked about Gail Colum Kill and the kind of the style of game they bring and the ferocity they bring. But St. Peter's just managed it in their own, a different style of game than the Simonson game. And then again, another different style to Summerhill and it shows a, a good champion who can change. They're not just the, the boxer with the good right hook that can yeah. put a southpaw or something those either. Yeah, and, and just something that Brian hinted on as well there was the the start of the game, you know, before the game starts, you've got the ceremonial throw-in, uh, you've got, you know, a lot of things going on, you've got the band, you've got all this, uh, I suppose, kind of uh, carnival atmosphere going on before the final, but, for, you know, it's hard to replicate that before you go out on the field for teams that haven't been there. But Summerhill have seen that. They've been there in recent years in finals. Um, but for Dunboyne, um, it, 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 it wouldn't be because they've got such a young team. There's only one man that can remember three times doing that, and we'll come back to him in a few minutes. But when, but, the, when the band was they're playing Fred Astaire, I think that'd be when they <laughs> <laughs> <Dave Gallagher> was playing. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we'll come back to the big man that is David Gallagher in a few moments, but... For me, it's you know it, it is still just a, a game and and it's that whole carnival atmosphere beforehand. That's something to be embraced and to enjoy and to not let get into your head. But a lot of the times, these teams, it, it does seem to get into their heads. And I think uh, the carnival atmosphere you said, like Summerhill had that last year, and in the the program, John Lane's message was that they wanted to maybe dispel what happened to them last year and kind of. Go, go that extra yard and kind of don't let what happened last year where they kind of did probably fall behind early that he really wanted to change that and he said about St Peter's then on the other hand they've only had one guy really on the on the county final stage for numerous times don't think a lot of them team probably won under 21 and minor I'd say mm-hmm. check their honours they have a good few underage honours I know it's not the same but it's still a, a culture of winning is just as important as maybe kind of the, the wherewithal to be kind of steady on the day like mm-hmm. that they went in there probably with a, with a kind of positive kind of mindset that they really wanted to excel in the match and maybe they were the better ones at zoning it out and we talked I, remember, I was talking to Sean Kelly during the week and he was very much early in the week he got on to me for the Claron lay and said what time are we coming out at what time are we doing this and I was talking to Kieran Byrne as well and they were very clued in they wanted to know everything I said like what time are you, what time are you gonna do everything like and they had everything so meticulously planned they were leaving nothing to chance and I think they might have won the the battle on the maybe not the sideline but maybe in the preparation stakes that they really brought such a good reproach and I think I'd applaud them for that from yeah. someone who was behind the scenes like and and as always then to bring it back to the game um you know it was a five point victory <clears throat> the goal coming with five minutes to go from Stuart Lyons great finish uh, to that goal Robert McCarthy finishing with seven points. Stuart Lyons, obviously, that goal with five minutes to go, and then they chipped in with four other scorers, Donald Lenehan, Byrne, McEntee, and Lacey, the substitute coming on and getting a point. And I suppose um, the goal was was the winning of the game, and it was a, came from a shot, you were telling me, uh, that dropped short, 
Lowndes, in fairness to him, drifted in behind. The ball well, broke straight well, into his hands. Robbie McCarthy got the the flick. Yeah, got the flick on the ball. He kind of had that. Uh, maybe what's that? Kind of a lot of American sports they always use the the sciences. You can't teach size. And, and like, <laughs> Robbie, he's got a lot of height, and he just like not so much that he he jumped higher. He just seemed to be there. Yeah, you know, it's the luxury of height. His hand was just that just, just a, a hand above anybody else. Like, uh, like Diego Maradona like the hand of God or something yeah. just tipped it on and, and it was straight into Lowndes' hands yeah, and in fairness he, he fairly buried that into the right of the net he gave the, the Dunamore or sorry the, the Summerhill netminder Tony McDonald no chance and Tony McDonald as we know is a serious shot stopper right oh, he's, a, he's been on the round the block a long time at this stage and you don't keep your place in the senior team if you're not a very good goalie because there's always somebody coming along from a good underage team and Summerhill have loads of those it's like Tony's probably playing 14, 15 years maybe at this stage. 40 or 50 years. But <laughs> well, I think he'd probably, himself and Gallagher were probably practising probably <laughs> I think, I think, years ago. I think they'd play go games against each other yeah. back in the Stone Age. <laughs> <laughs> but then, uh, I suppose again, just to bring it back to Dunboyne, the Man of the Match Award went to wing half back Cottle Finn. Um, a word for Cottle Finn, Kieran? I thought like uh, he... Like maybe the headlines will probably go always for the the forward. Like Robbie McCarthy probably was probably in my own personal opinion maybe ever so slightly more deserving because he was the scorer. But, but seven it, points in a low scoring game, seven points out of one eleven uh, yeah. on a on a senior final championship day is is a hell of a score. I, I, he flicked that ball on for the goal. His, the point, his, the end, his point he, at the end where he got it into the corner, took it out and around a few lads and uh, hooked it over his shoulder. Yeah. That's an incredible score, and uh, you know while Colin Finn played well, yeah. I still think you know the the man the match has to go to to Robbie McCarty. Well, that, as the full forward speaks, you know, just, yeah. to bring it back to someone who played in goals. I was the back, like Colin Finn, really marshaled the defence and his leadership maybe as well. It's something yeah. that's maybe not tangible. You can't put it on a stat sheet, but where where is uh, Colin Finn from? Well, Dunboyne, you know, he's he's right? Dunboyne. He's where's Robbie McCarthy from? I think uh, originally. Well, are you going to judge everyone on their? Uh, well, I'm just, 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 it doesn't really matter. Well, I'm just fast, asking you, you, you that knows. Well, uh, sorry, Mr. Trump, wait, like, <laughs> I, I think he's from St. Peregrine's and Dub. So, so he's a dub. Yeah, well, sorry, uh, I, I have an awful <laughs> feeling. I have an awful feeling that Robbie McCarty didn't get the man in the match award. Robbie, if you're listening in, you're my man in the match. I think you were an awful lot of people's man in the match on the day. Although Carl Finn did play well, we're not taking that away from him. You were a lot of people's man in the match. It's just unfortunate that you have the navy blue and sky blue yeah. of Dublin, not Simon <laughs> well, Nobody on this podcast had a, any hand or say in picking that, just for the record. <laughs> just, just if anyone's wondering about the conspiracies but out there. I think one thing, in, in, a, in a close match, the Summerhill forwards, starting and subs, kicked three points between them from play. Mm. The Dunbine forwards and Carl Ace, you come on as a sub, got one four. Yeah. So in a five point game, there's your five points. There's your five points and two um, more. And what we didn't mention it last week in the build up to the game, but the absence of Connor Frayne, who was in flying form earlier in the year, how bad how badly did that hamper the Summerhill attack? Like he was chipping in with goals and points before he got injured. He was, I think he was a huge loss on Sunday. Yeah, look, 
a player of that caliber to be lost for a final, obviously, you know. But it's again, it's all ifs, buts, and ands, and you know what I mean. Like, and um, I, I just think that the while I have great respect for the Summerhill team, and I think they're they're absolutely brilliant, and they've got some wonderful, wonderful footballers. I do think that Summer or that Dunboyne have been there thereabouts the last three years, um, and I do think it was their year. Uh, this year to win the senior championship um, I did catch up with the boys in Dunboyne uh, I was driving home from work yesterday evening around half six and uh, I happened to be just driving through Dunboyne and uh, I did roll down the window and asked them would they give me back my Keegan Cup and they says no they were keeping it so I pulled in anyway and went over to have a chat with a few of the lads and uh, I was going to get a few interviews but let's just say <laughs> I think they may have been a little bit too inebriated to be uh, doing a proper pod, uh, podcast interview, but did, there was did, some good fun. Did the cornerback that want to have a good chat with you? He did, actually. We had a, <laughs> I had a good old chat with him, so I did. Um, myself and Sean Ryan did meet up all right and uh, had, a, had a quick chat, and uh, um, I told him he was a little pup, and uh, that got a great rapturous round of applause, I think, uh, outside it's the pub. A, it's a great trade for any cornerback to have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely I agree you need to be a little terrier yeah. and he's like a little Jack Russell he was even like a little Jack Russell uh, with his pint yesterday he was just chawing <laughs> on it but um, <clears throat> another thing as well that I want to mention is that you know I, uh, while I'm delighted that they won the Keegan Cup I think they're disrespecting the Keegan Cup um, while I was there they brought the Keegan Cup out and it was filled with beer beer not not brandy not whiskey, not vodka, but it was filled with beer. Heineken. Heineken. <laughs> um, so, I, I, like, I, I, for me, I just think that that's total disrespect to the cup. If you're going to put anything into it, put something good in it. But well, when anyways. I did go out uh, uh, from the Cush to Cunda to inspect, and all I could taste and smell was, uh, I think it was root beer, one of these kind of sparkling... Seven ups of that, so I can't comment possibly any more that was put in later on. <laughs> yeah, no, it was Heineken, no, it was Heineken Zero now. Oh, Heineken which is Zero. even worse. Oh, yeah. well, even, that's fair enough. <laughs> but uh, again, before we leave it, I want to say, say a big congratulations to David Gallagher. Um, David Gallagher, 38 years of age, lining out in his third championship final, wins three senior championships in three different decades 2000 uh, sorry uh, 1998 2000, 2005 centre back. back and then in 2018 as a midfielder lined out in three different positions winning three different uh, uh, championships in three different decades a special word to him by that's a remarkable achievement and I think the level of respect that the Dunboyne players have for him was evident approaching the final whistle on Sunday every fell in the dugout made their way over to Galley to congratulate him before the whistle blew. Now, he'd done his shift, he came off near the end. I don't think he was fully fit. You could see him struggling there for, for the last couple of minutes before he came off. But I'd say the efforts that man went to, to get himself in the pitch last Sunday was yeah. huge. Yeah, I speak to him and he had, he had had a groin injury a few weeks ago, which then led to uh, an injury in his glute not sure if it's his hamstring or his glute and whatever and it's just you know when you get to our age those things start happening you, you don't have to you don't have to be running or sprinting you can be just taking a step up a, a, a up a curb and uh, the next thing is a muscle snaps and whatever so great great uh, respect for, for David Gallagher well, if he might have had a sore brain prior to the match but I'd say he had a sore back afterwards because his son never 
left his arms from, the, <laughs> from as soon as he found him on the pitch for about an hour after the match even in yeah. the dressing room afterwards he was still holding him very tight <laughs> well, I just want to again we want to congratulate uh, Dunboyne on this victory a team that I think could go well in Leinster um, once the celebrations are over down there and if they get their heads stuck into it I think they'll They'll definitely be good enough to beat the Wexford champions. And after that, you know, if they get themselves right over the next few weeks, they could definitely go as far as a Leinster final. And who knows then? I, I don't could, think there's much. They might just need to confiscate the passport of a certain forward. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but look, they, even on their subs bench, they've got quality there that can come in. You know, uh, big Michael Dunn there, uh, who was in flying form on uh, on Sunday, who didn't, or on uh, yesterday evening, uh, I got a crack with him down there as well. Uh, he wanted to do an interview. Uh, I wasn't too pushed on doing an interview with him now, but uh, he's uh, not. He's not too shy, or the same mixer. Definitely not shy, uh, our, our mixer. But uh, he was in flying form. They were all in flying form. Seamus Lavin and Gavin McCoy, the whole lot of the boys. Stuart Lyons. I was talking to all Robbie McCarthy. And they were all in great form, uh, Jack Scannell, the whole lot. So, look, as I said, we want to wish them the best of luck going into um, Leinster um, and obviously uh, want to congratulate them on uh, a deserved senior championship success in 2018. And I'd just like to commiserate with Shane McAtee's girlfriend. I believe he uh, there's a third wheel in the relationship. He woke up with Keegan in the bed beside him this morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Keegan Cup now. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going down through the subs there. I was going, which which Keegan? Who's this Keegan fella? He's the junior panel. Yeah. <laughs> Again, congratulations to uh, uh, Dunboyne. We're going to move on now. We've spent 20 minutes on them, so we're going to go on now and we're going to talk about the um, other senior final that took place this weekend. It was the Ladies' Senior Championship final. Very good luck. It was taking uh, place on Saturday in... Dunhamore Ashburn and this was the Masita Ladies Senior Championship Final which saw Simonstown taking on Centralstown on the left is me I'm Simonstown on my right is Brian Kelly who is Centralstown we'll be going to the predictions in a couple of minutes but it was a resounding victory for Simonstown 6-13 to 12 points um, Ronan Carley Siobhan uh, Hanrahan Brian Hanrahan Paul Farrell all uh, uh, part of the management team there of the Simonstown Ladies and what a victory um, for this Simonstown team. And again, just as I mentioned, uh, um, Dunboyne going forward in Leinster. This Simonstown team could go a long way in Leinster as well. Brian Kelly. Um, I don't think they will, actually. Right, okay, thanks for that. I think you're, when your opening game in Leinster is against the Dublin champions, who are the reigning Leinster champions, um, I do and you only have a week to prepare after your county final it's just I think it's it'll be a bridge too far right. if they had a couple of weeks to prepare for the game I'd give them every chance but when you're in your first senior county final there's a bit of celebrating to be done and I think it just if you take two or three days celebrating which you're fully entitled to do it only gives you four days to prepare for what's going to be a very tough test you know, I was talking to a couple of the girls they finished up early enough on Monday, I can tell you. Um, a lot of them were home, in, uh, oh, sorry, on Sunday. Um, and only a couple of them made it out uh, uh, yesterday evening. Now, there was a fair so. crowd of them in Pete Larks last night. Oh, was there? You were in Pete no, Larks as well, were you? that was only for another lemonade. <laughs> 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 I 
The incriminating evidence made it as far as P. Clark's social media. <laughs> um, but they're a hugely talented outfit. Yeah. Like, they're full forwarding there of um, Kelsey Nesbitt, Kelly Harris, and Jackie Shields, even though she wore 11. She lined out closer to full forward, although she did drift out the pitch. Like, they're... Any one of them, or if not all three, are good enough to be on the mid senior team. Mm-hmm. They're game um, winners. All three of them are game winners. Uh, they are but then you add in Lauren Greer who lined out at 14 but like she just plays everywhere she's class Yeah, she was in the Mead Miners this year and she I think did she play soccer for Ireland at underage level mm-hmm. like she's a seriously talented footballer and like they have a couple of forwards on the bench there I mentioned them last week even though I know you thought I was trying to play them up a little bit Molly Bourne and Tara Berrigan like yeah. they would they'd make most senior county teams in the county yeah but it's amazing to think that you're county champions and they only have one member on the Mead senior panel. Yeah, that's that's something that I did want to uh, ask about is, you know, how can such a strong team at senior level not have more on, on, on your senior senior county team? Well, it's very hard to know. There's probably only the players and the Mead manager knows that. Maybe some of them didn't want the extra commitment. Maybe they felt... They really just wanted to give the club championship a right rattle this year and give right. full commitment to the club because they probably feel they should have won a senior championship at this stage and they hadn't. And maybe they just said, This is the year we've a new management team in, um, they have a bit of a cause which we won't go into to try and make sure there was a bit of silverware coming home this year. And I think maybe the club just took the complete focus for a lot on this year. Yeah, it was it was it was phenomenal year. Um, they've looked absolutely formidable from start to finish. Okay, a couple of games towards the end of their uh, group stage were a little bit dubious. They lost to Oldcastle, um, and they lost to Boards Mill. Yeah, well, I think the Boards <coughs> Mill game, they were already through. Yeah. Um, and they were going to be playing Boards Mill if again. If they won, there was a chance that Dunboyne might have got through to the semi final. If they lost, Boards Mill were true and they were playing Boards Mill. And Boards Mill had more to play for in that game than Simonson had. Yeah. And if there was any player carrying a knock, you weren't going to risk them a week out from a semi-final either, from yeah. a Simonson point of view. Well, we want to congratulate uh, Fergal Harney and... Uh, or sorry, uh, uh, we want to congratulate the captain, Neve Sheridan, who received the, um, the trophy, the Ladies' Senior Championship Cup, from Fergal Harney. Fergal Harney, of course, a Simonstown man, uh, the county board chairman, the ladies county board chairman. And we also want to say a big uh, uh, congratulations to Jackie Shields, who got player of the match as well, finishing with 1-3 to her name. Um, uh, Kelsey Nesbitt ended up with 2-4 to her name. And Kelly pro- Harris ended up with Probably should four. have been player of the match. Right. I think uh, Jackie maybe... Is she from Dublin? Hey, she's from your club, so you should know. <laughs> your conspiracy is all Yeah, just you know, there could be a running trend here. Like, so I think maybe Jackie was the big name coming back to the club this year, and maybe no disrespect to her, maybe she'd probably admit herself that Kelsey with two four, Kelsey was just her speed. It's so it was impossible to handle her on the day. Yeah. 
but now Jackie was very good but I just thought Kelsey deserved to play of the match award well, it's, it's, uh, it's fantastic for Simonstown um, for the ladies um, getting the senior getting their hands on that senior the elusive senior championship title first in their history lads winning it for the first time in their history in 2016 and the ladies doing it two years later in 2018 um, it's absolutely fantastic and we want to wish them all the best in Leinster uh, next week against the Dublin champions um, we're going to move on now that game I think is on Saturday in Simonstown so Saturday in Simonstown I think every Mead ladies follower should head to Simonstown on Saturday and get behind them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, because, because if you know if 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 they can get themselves back right over the next few days, it is a, if they could get a scalp over the Dublin champions, you know, the 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 the, the world is their lobster then. Oh, without without a doubt, they really have. If they, if you get over the Dublin champions, you're in with a great shot winning Leinster. Yeah, nobody got my um, only fools and horses gag there, but anyway, no. We'll move on. Not as old as yes, <laughs> you need to get long one for them. Absolutely yeah. deli- delighted for the Simonstown ladies. Um, on on uh, exactly yeah, you need to be in long for that. On on winning their first senior championship. We're gonna move on now to the LMFM minor football final. Um, this took place obviously on Sunday, um, as the curtain raiser to the uh, senior championship final, and it was Dunbar Ashburn who come away with the victory here on a scoreline of four goals and twelve to um, St. Colum Kills 11 points was it or sorry 4-11 to 12 points 4-11 sorry 4-11 to Dunhamore Ashburn to St. Colum Kills 12 points and uh, a big victory for Dunhamore Ashburn a huge victory a surprising victory in terms of the size of it but um, like the majority of people going into the game would have tipped St. Colum Kills to win because at under 16 level they did the spring and summer league double and just as you speak of tips we'll come back to the predictions just after this game yeah that's fine yeah no problem I might just take an early leave of absence <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, but like in fairness the minor tip last week I was bribed by the Kishta minor chairman look Connor don't Clarey. you worry about that get, talk, get talking about the matters as a hand yeah. and this minor final uh, Column kills, they got the first point of the game, David Bell went from the right hand side and you thought, well, Bell is going to be on fire today. But straight away, Dunhamore Ashburn went up and they worked the ball to Simon Wilson, who was a serious threat throughout the full hour, full forward. And I don't think anyone in the ground thought he was going to go for a goal except him. And he just rifled the ball to the back of the net. Was Were you at this game as well, Kieran? Yeah, and I thought the minor game. Someone, someone who was kind of floating around kind of the Dugget area we were doing obviously the mic and that was saying that it wasn't a good game and I was kind of thinking to myself I'm totally enjoying it I thought there's something about when you're watching like the minor football under 21 and that that it's like it's so kind of wholehearted there's no like kind of um, It's total football Yeah it essentially is and I, yeah. I was just really enjoyed like Hegarty and Hogan and Kerr that kind of triangle for Dunham Ashford especially it was really impressive kind of just kicking the ball in and just kind of going for it and End to end stuff, and even kick and it one end, kick it the other. Fairness, uh, David Carswell got to got to meet him this year when he was part of the panel of the Mead Miners. He was coming off the field and he was uh, cajoling one of his own players who had just made a mistake coming off the field, like going head up and kind of. It was just really kind of he showed kind of leadership for such a young a young man. Like and he was impressive as a player, but as again something like Cahill Finn for St Peter's, he showed a leadership side to his game. Like yeah, um, who were the main players that stood out for you? At full forward, Simon Wilson was outstanding for Dunmore. Yeah, like he, not many might have known him coming into the game, but I think he was a name on everyone's lips. Leaving okay. Park Talchin, K- 
Killian Hogan at midfield, he was just outstanding. Uh, he lorded the proceedings around the middle of the field. Now, I know some people were saying, Gee, how is he not in the mid minor mm. team? I think it's just a sign of the strength and depth that there was around oh, the middle of the yeah, field. Yeah, yeah, of course. That, like, you had Keane McBride and Adam Riley, you had Niall Bennett from Kilmain and Wood, who'll be in a minor final in a few weeks, and you had Killian. You had Joe Trainer had serious options, yeah. and I'd say he tore his hair out every week. Which two am I going to pick? Yeah, yeah. Riley and McBride were in from the start, and they never had a bad game, so you, cu- you couldn't justify dropping them either. So yeah. I think Hogan, if he continues, will go on and he'll be a mid senior midfielder Big in, man. in time to come. Big man, good hands, clever footballer. Right. Does the simple thing. He doesn't do it in flash. Right. He just keeps the play ticking over. And I he lets the forwards it. do their job basically. He catches, does the simple things, gets the ball into them. Exactly. Right. Okay. And like, so we need the goal even come up and kick the free. Yeah, well, you'd does, expect that from your goalkeepers does it, these days. Does a Donovan Rashford supporter, <laughs> Don supporter sitting beside me and all I could hear was, oh, Jesus, they're not at this nonsense, are they? <laughs> <laughs> and then jobs. And next thing, <laughs> and next thing the ball, he just puts the ball here in the ground, takes a couple of steps back and smacks it straight over the bar. And your man just said, I'll shut up. <laughs> the roar of the dugout was unreal. Class. Unreal. The players, I love to see that. really loved it. Like. In fair, like... Coming into the game from the kills point of view, they would have looked at it and said, "You keep Rory Hanlon, Andy Hachaya, David Bell, Ben Wild, and Stephen Breen. If you can limit their influence on proceedings, you have a great chance of beating them." And Bell, he tried his heart out, but they were possibly slightly overlined on him in the forward line for kills. For kills, yeah, right. And um, they just Donald Marashman to their great credit kept the danger men quiet. Right, and if you if you as you said, if you go you go a long way to yeah. winning a uh, a championship if you can stop the four main players from and the opposing team. They were missing Dawson Devoy for the league as well, and he's back from Watford. He was playing soccer with Watford earlier in the year. And how did he get on? He kicked three points, one from a free, and he was just a live wire presence up front. Who time. got man in the match in this game? There was no official man in the match, but if if you're to give yeah. it to anyone, I think Killian Hogan. Right. Okay, the consensus is Killian Hogan, yeah, Kieran? Yeah, absolutely. He was brilliant. I said that triangle, the, the two lads, Hegarty and Hogan and Carr, were just immense. Yeah. Well, we'd like to congratulate young Hogan on winning Man of the Match here on the We Are Me podcast. <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we're currently drinking the champagne. Or, yeah. We're drinking the champagne Because <laughs> you're not, underage, yeah. But we're not drinking it out of the cup. Mickey no, will be up no, the wall no, or Crystal no. fairly soon, Don't worry about that. Well, again, we want to congratulate Dunmore Ashburn on uh, a fabulous victory. Their second victory of the weekend. Um, because we're going to move on now well, to what was the first victory well we're just moving on to it there now <laughs> so we are if you'd give me a second Brian I'd be able to tell you the B League Division 1 final saw Dunhamer Ashburn taking on Simonstown and Screen on Friday night and Dunhamer Ashburn uh, ran out comfortable winners by a point after stealing the victory against Simonstown in the closing three minutes <laughs> final score in this game Dunhamer Ashburn 2 goals to 14 Simonstown 2 13 great bunch of lads up there in fairness in Dunhamer Ashburn a really 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 good time for them lads it was a bitter pill to swallow, um, in fairness. Um, it was so bitter. It was a killer. But straight away afterwards, I shook hands with them, whole lot of them. And they're such good winners at the same time. You know, they're a great bunch of lads. When we beat them in 2016, the senior championship final, they come up to us on the on the Monday night. And we went down to them on the Tuesday night. And they're just, they're just a, a really good bunch of lads. Nando there picking up a, a B-League Division 1 final. Uh, 
you know, uh, 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 playing with number 11 on his back, playing at midfield for, for the throw-ins, um, I just said to him uh, at one stage, I says, look, you're, 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 you're stopping a young fella from playing midfield by, by you coming in for the throw-ins, you know. What did he say back to you? Ah, he said, he said I was a fraudster. So he did. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, in fairness, look, um, still, I'm still in shock. I'm still wondering how we lost this game. We were five points up, Simonson, we with three minutes to go. And in fairness, uh, Nando kicked a couple of great points in the closing uh, minutes. They got a goal and three points to win this one by a point. And uh, it was, uh, for a neutral, I'd say it was a cracking game of football because uh, it was end-to-end stuff. It was up and down, it was up and down. And the scores, some of the scores were fantastic. Um, and uh, I want to wish Dunham Ashburn all the best with the stolen cup that they took from us on, on, on Friday night. And I'm not one bit better at all, lads. So, no. Like you said, you were, what, five points up with a few minutes Three to go. minutes to three go. Minutes yeah. to go. Was yeah. there any major turning points in that time? In that three minutes? Yeah. No, no, not in that three minutes. When <laughs> there was, brave, when there was six minutes left, there was three points between the teams. And we did get our second penalty of the game um, we got our first penalty in the first half which was duly stuck away to the back of the net by the penalty taker and then with five minutes to go we got another penalty and the, the penalty taker again stood up Brian and uh, this time I hope he wasn't laying down no 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 he wasn't lying down <laughs> no, the, one way taking the penalty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be an interesting way and the penalty taker stood up and I have to say I saw the penalty it was a fabulously struck penalty which took a, a fabulous and even more fabulous save to stop the ball from going into the net and that would have put Simonson six points up and was, and, was Andy Colgan in the goals for Dunham Ashburn? No Andy Colgan wasn't in goals for, for uh, Ashburn um, who was in goals for Ashburn? Durkin was it no? Pork Durkin? Was it Pork Durkin? I think it was a big tall man Yeah. Um, Pork is right that was in goals and he made an unbelievable save on this penalty and uh, I, 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 I honestly couldn't put any of the blame down to the penalty taker he's a nice chap and he, he was very unlucky he struck the ball so well lads so very, well very humble too but he's very <laughs> humble lad um, but Simonson went on and scored two points after that penalty miss and went five points up with three minutes to go and then that's when uh, Dunhamore Ashburn stole a goal well not stole a goal but got a goal and then scored three points in the in the closing two minutes Great, great response from uh, Dunhamore Ashburn in the closing uh, moments of that game. And uh, we're still shaking our heads, scratching our heads, wondering how we lost that game. But um, look, there has to be a winner and a loser in all these games. And uh, I suppose it's three B-League Division 1 titles out of four for Dunhamore Ashburn. Yeah, and and, bo- and two of them were against Simonson. Um, they beat Simonson and Dulik um, in 2015 um, uh, in a similar fashion. Simonson led the whole way, Dunham Ashburn um, went ahead with a couple of minutes to go. Simonson drew level, went to extra time and lost it by two points or something in extra time. Um, so Dunham Ashburn, you know, they're, they're well used to winning that B-League Division 1, so they are. Well, I suppose it helps, like, most of them players would have played intermediate football this year. Yeah, exactly. Which, like, there is a difference when you come into intermediate versus a but, I, I, but honestly uh, if you were if you were to talk to some of the Dunhamer Ashburn lads they'd say like you know that Simonson dominated that game for 58 minutes like and and we should have been well ahead you know we had a lot of wides and stuff in that game it was a real sporting game um, it was tough it was it was it never got over overly feisty or anything but there was some big hits there was big tackles um, there was great scoring good honest football 
Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was good on his football. And, and like, you know, after a free, he'd be given away for a big tackle or whatever. A lad would come over and say, geez, you all right? You know what I mean? Like, it was that kind of a game. Let's go again. Let's hit each other again, you know? But, like, it was... I really enjoy playing against Dunham or Ashburn. And they are a real good bunch of lads. So, two trophies for them over the weekend. In other results uh, from the weekend in the Fesh Cup semi-final, Kells defeated Screen. They got one over Screen at last this year. <laughs> I said one, one of my favourite tweets of last week was uh, um, when the Kells PRO, uh, Mr Tormey, put out um, that uh, Kells are facing uh, uh, a team that they're on first name basis with at this stage. It's Screen. Um, I thought that was a good one. Um, they really, they've played each other so many times this year and eventually Kells got the better of them. 2-12, 13-point victory for Kells, sees them through to the final. And then in a quarter-final, it was Wolf Tones, 10 points, Rototh, 3 goals and 9. The semi-final, will see Rototh playing, we think it's Summerhill, isn't it? The losing, yeah. the loser of the championship final was going straight into the semi-final of the Fesh Cup. I think that's the way it's working. Yeah. So there was a bit of a, uh, a kind of a chart and everyone want to go with, with the kind of... Uh, Every time uh, when someone exits the championship, they enter the into the, the Fesh Cup at that st- at yeah. whatever stage it was. Like at. the winner of the count, like so, St Peter's and Boyne don't get to go into the Fesh Cup. Yes, completely gone yeah. out of it. So I'd say they're probably very disappointed at the moment. So Kells, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say they'd prefer to have the Fesh Cup. Kells will await the winners of Rathout and Summerhill. That game hasn't been fixed yet. Um, the other fixtures the Junior D final takes place on Sunday in Park Tolchin that sees Rathout taking on Beliver and uh, the Junior 2 Hurling final t- uh, takes place also on Sunday in Park Tolchin this is at 1.30 and it sees Clonagale taking on Ratmaline uh, the Tolchin Cup semi-finals Sunday at 1pm in a bye is Karna Ross v Dunsany whoa go on Dunsany we're oh. in late season resorts right. <laughs> <laughs> and then Friday night at 8pm in Navan in uh, Paddy O'Brien Park Navan and Matney's Club sees Clonagale taking on St Vincent's Clonagale involved in a few games there uh, between Junior 2 Hurling and obviously the um, the Torchon Cup semi-final the Cornabonia semi-final sees Ballinlock taking on Sidon on Thursday in Carlinstown the other semi-final we weren't able to find um, so uh, we just want to wish all those teams the best of luck we're going to move on to Leinster uh, we've already spoken about the Simonstown ladies they're going to be taking down the Dublin champions in Simonstown on Saturday so everybody we urge you to get out support these girls um, uh, the more support we have there uh, the better um, and it would be great to see uh, a Simonstown ladies team or a, a mead team of any sort beating uh, uh, Leinster favourites um, in a first round clash so um, that would be great if we could get one over the dubs and then uh, on Saturday at 1.30 um, in Tullamore sees Nafina um, uh, Hurling Club taking on Clara in the Leinster Junior Hurling Championship um, Nafina obviously this year's intermediate uh, champions taking on Clara in that Leinster Junior and I suppose Kieran will go to you our resident hurling expert um, Nafina, um, good winners as we said we spoke about that last week real deserved winners in that intermediate championship have they a good chance come uh, going into Leinster or what way do you view this? Well I only know a little bit I know about Clara the GA club Brian Gavin the ex-intercounty referee is, he was Cahirlock at the club there for a long time I think he still is in Clara they're very much a dual a dual club they play both to a high enough level so it'll be interesting to see I don't know are they well, like you know, when you go to, in hurling, you used to talk about playing Dublin. Like nobody wants to go playing an awfully champ in a hurling fixture. 
Well, I think Nafina, we talked about them before the final and afterwards, that they're very much a very skillful team. Hopefully that, that their credentials they've shown so far will will shine through. It'll be interesting now, it'll be a good game in uh, Bordenwall or Connor Park now, it'll be interesting to see. But uh, there's a lot of because I said on Saturday, there's the ladies in Simonson, Dunsany, my own club, they're playing Myla in ladies football and then... I think Clemesson and Dunsany have to play two games in two days. I don't know what game I'll be at the weekend. <laughs> the Junior 2 Hurling final on Sunday where the village are at Maline are playing uh, Clondagay. That'll be the game, I think, of the weekend. That's the game of the, of the Mickey weekend. Mickey Cole is going to go for another title. Very good, very Three good. Three seniors are not enough for more. Now, years. lads, before we move on, or actually before we finish the podcast, because that brings us to a close, we're going to have to have a look back at last week's predictions. Uh, Brian just tries to sneak out backwards through the door. Uh, come back here, Father Stone. Come back, come back. <laughs> but, uh, I think you'll find I got one prediction. I think you may have got one. So the predictions from last week. In the uh, ladies' senior championship final, I had picked Simonstown. That's a correct for me. Kieran Flynn had gone for a draw in this one. He had splinters in his arse. I, I um, kind of I withdrew from that. I'm staying to be the worst. <laughs> two lovers. That's what that was. Uh, David Rispin went for Simonstown. He gets a correct. And uh, Brian Kelly, having gone for Simonstown first, he then... Uh, at the very close of business on the podcast last week, decided to change and go for the team that he was a selector on, which was Centralstown. <laughs> <laughs> As we tried which to means... overpower the 723 to 26 to beat the right <laughs> yeah. one. So uh, he, um, he decided to go with Centralstown, his own home club, which I like to see, um, and he gets an X for that. So he got that wrong. So it's one for me and one for David Rispin so far in the minor final I had predict, predicted St Colin kills I get that wrong Kieran Flynn had gone for Dunamore Ashburn uh, David Rispin had gone for Dunamore Ashburn and uh, Brian Kelly had gone for St Colin kills after uh, a replay so basically you got it wrong yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. Was, I okay. was bribed by the Kishtamanor chairman, Conor Tommy, well, to, sure to keep the pressure off Dunamore Ashburn. So <laughs> like, that's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. In the senior uh, men's senior championship final, the Ferio Steel senior championship final, I had gone for Dunboyne. Kieran Flynn had gone for Dunboyne. David Rispin went for Summerhill. And by the way, David, just to let you know, the boys in uh, Dunboyne. One of the first things they said to me when I uh, stopped off in Dunboyne yesterday evening to congratulate them was, you can tell that bleeding Rispin fella to shove his predictions up his arse. <laughs> <laughs> so you can take what that or take from that whatever you want, David. Um, that's why you're in, uh, in, so in what hiding. Village, what village in the whole world were you there now? I'm not really sure. <laughs> Whereabouts in the world you were with that accent. Like. <laughs> and Brian Kelly, you went for Dunboyne. So looking through them, I got two out of three. Kieran Flynn got two out of three. David Rispin got two out of three. And uh, 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 blessed be poor little Brian Kelly with one out of three. And the two that he got wrong, would you believe, would be the two that he'd be most associated with, the minor board and the ladies board. <laughs> so um, that's something maybe to, to, cons- uh, to for the powers, to be, <laughs> the powers to be to reconsider. So it is. Um, but, you know, Fair play to him. He's, he's in there voluntarily. Look, we want to congratulate 
Dumboyne on their massive victory winning the junior championship as well only uh, two weeks ago uh, a massive massive achievement for first for time Dumboyne. since 1978 when Walterson did it last so excellent that's 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 you know it's 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 un, it's unheard of bar by Waterstown um, it's a, it's and a fantastic maybe whoever did it and whoever before. did it before that yeah. but it's unheard of since <laughs> Waterstown did it um, but it was still massive kudos to the boys um, I think it's m- fantastic what they've done with the club this year and in the minor final we want to congratulate Donovan Ashburn obviously on winning uh, the minor championship this year in the Mesita Ladies Senior Championship final obviously we want to give a massive massive shout out and congratulations to Simonson and Donovan Ashburn again uh, we want to say well done to them on picking up the B League final. Is there any other business, lads? I suppose, uh, Kieran, the big thing, the draw, it's coming up soon. We've got that in two weeks' time, I believe. Yeah, it's coming up now. It's kind of crunch time. I've had my phone from about half three to half four every day. I get a lot of phone calls. People just coming out of work or whatever. And people are just a bit of excitement building, and people are buying the tickets and saying, Where can I get the tickets? Are all the tickets sold? No, they're not sold yet, but... The way uh, we, where can you get tickets if you're in a mad rush to get them at the minute? So the easiest place is to get them is www.royalhousedraw.com or go to any of your GA clubs if you're living in Mead or you, during office hours you can go to Dungani or Centre of Excellence. But realistically, this time, at this stage, like, the easiest way is to get them online. Okay. You get them anywhere in the world. Like We've had people from every sector of the world but even from wherever that accent was coming from. Yeah. <laughs> that was bleeding Dumboyne. <laughs> that was a bleeding Dumboyne accent. <laughs> Dave, your is better yeah. from Dumboyne and yeah. you could be soon too. Yeah. Ah, no. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the house does you don't understand me up there. <laughs> but they can be got, anyone that wants them, they're to be got from any member of management, from clubs, online. Like, well, there's going to be a stall potentially up in the in the shopping centre in Avon soon, hopefully selling them and, Basically, if you want to take it in sport, me, GA, and build Paratolchen or rebuild it, it can be done. Or, I, uh, he keeps he keeps referring to the rebuilding of Paratolchen, but if you want to win a house, you know, for, for 100 euro, that's what I keep trying to sell, yeah. is the fact that you can win a house for 100 euro. If you want a chance to win three houses, for 250. it's 250 euro for three draws. Uh, for me... Lads, it's that old cliche. It's a no-brainer. If you're not in, you can't be. <laughs> it's, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. <laughs> I got it in this week. Yeah, look, €250 Euro gets you into three draws. 12,000 maximum tickets per draw um, uh, if they're all sold out. So, look, get your tickets um, uh, and get into that draw. Again, well done to all the winners of the finals this week. Don't forget to get out to the games this weekend. We are Mead. Why? It matters more.